In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome to Paying It Forward today. Um, It's Josephine here, and we are going to have a really, really great show today. So I'll start the show off with my business tip of the week. So I know there are a lot of business owners out there listening, and one of the toughest things we have as business owners is that we always have to outsource something. And... What happens, what we tend to do sometimes is we'll get a quote or an estimate for something and lots of times we'll stop at the first quote or possibly we'll take it one step further and we'll stop at the second quote. Please take it from me. Try to really get your three quotes lined up and then do your analysis and decide who the best person is to do the job that you need accomplished. A lot of times, you know, it's just important to take that extra step. I know for myself, after I meet with two people, I'm like, oh gosh, they're such honest people. I think this is the way I should go. But sometimes you're cutting yourself short by not seeing who that third person is and what they can bring to the table. So for your own business, for business sake, try to get those three estimates before you make your final decision. So that's my business tip of the week. So with that, I am very excited to introduce my guest today. Her name is Leslie Tain, and Leslie has her own law office located here in Long Island, but she also recently opened up um, a place in White Plains and Mount Kisco, New York, in Westchester. But what Leslie is so incredible um, at is she specializes in debt resolution. And I can't wait to talk to Leslie about this because what I try to do when I invite my guests is I try to get a variety of guests that can add to your business and help your business get to the next level. And today, Leslie's going to teach us all about how important our credit is, how we can get a budget together, and lots of important stuff that is so important to keep your business on a solid foundation. So with that, I would like to welcome Leslie Tain to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, and thank you for having me on your program. (laughs) Well, Leslie, I have to tell you, I think you're an amazing person and one of the most um, 
impressive attributes that you have, in my opinion, is that you are so full of confidence and you portray yourself. I just remember when when we had met, when you know we were networking, whatever, and you had said to me, we are the best at what we do. And I think that's so important as a business owner to let people know that you put your heart and soul into everything and you're going to make a difference in the world. And I do believe you are one of those people that makes a difference. So that's why you're on Paying It Forward, Leslie. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Leslie, tell us a yourself. We know that you went to Toro Law School, and how did you get into this whole field? I mean, you really have a, a niche market that you go to, and um, tell us about that. Well, I began my career really um, in the public defender's office, and that's uh, that was my first job when I left law school, and I left that and became um, worked in in-house counsel to a national debt settlement company. I worked my way up to chief counsel in that company for over two years. I was there, and then I left to start my own firm, the law offices of Leslie Tain, which is located in Melville, New York, with offices also in White Plains and Mount Kisco. And that's really where I began my career. It was always geared toward public service. Even my um, law school work experience was all geared toward helping the public and helping individuals. This was really just a natural fit for me. Oh, wow. That sounds great. So, Leslie, now, what I also like is I just think you run um, an amazing office. I know you have an assistant who is like your right-hand person that allows you to, and I always use this phrase on my show, allows you to work in your business as opposed to on your business. And I think your assistant, Pilar, is just amazing. She's right on top of everything, which probably allows you to have a little bit of a clear mind to focus on really making your clients happy, which is why I think everything's such a win-win situation with everything that you guys do there. Well, it's not just one person that um, makes the office run as well as it does. I have a number of office staff members that make the office run very, very efficiently. Um, everybody works well together. We work as a team. There isn't one person that stands out amongst anybody. Um, every single person who works for me is my right-hand person for, for, from accounting to settlement to client services. So again, you know, we don't, we don't put the linchpin on one individual. We um, say that we work as a team and everybody um, is on equal status here and we all have each other's back. So, you know, with having that that backbone of the firm where we work as that as a group and as a team and we work for a common goal, you know, it may, really makes the office run very efficiently. Everybody knows what to expect from each other. And in terms of running a business, it's really one of the best ways to keep a business running, which is there's overlap in terms of there's people who can do each other's jobs. There's people who are um, know what to expect. And we know that we can rely on each other and that uh, things will run smoothly as a result. Oh, that's wonderful. So, Leslie, I guess I am talking about Pilar so much because she was my contact there. But, right. yeah, I, I can But it is understand. a group effort, and I yeah. do appreciate that. But absolutely, you know, as yeah. much as that's true, um, it really is a very big group effort. 
Oh, that's great. Okay, so you've got all of that going on. And um, so what we're going to talk about today is um, how we can help those who might have, for whatever reason, gotten themselves into debt, whether they're business owners or actually just individuals. So my first question, Leslie, is when should somebody come to you about financial concerns? I think when things start slipping is to could, is the right time to come and talk to your trusted professional, an accountant, an attorney, especially with me. What happens is that most people will come see me when it's very far down the road, meaning that they've waited a long time, hoping that things have gotten better, hoping that their receivables will come in, um, hoping that the um, financial environment will turn around, and they wait, and time goes by very quickly, and it becomes a slippery slope where the debt just continues to accumulate, and by that time they have very limited options. The best thing to do and my best advice is to talk to your trusted professional early on, an accountant, an attorney, and say, listen, I'm having some difficulty. What are your suggestions? What can I do now to stop this snowball effect and make things a little bit more palatable, meaning easier to deal with during financial crunch times? And that will certainly um, help that individual or certainly a business owner um, make some good decisions early on and then also have somebody who's helping you make decisions along the way because once the debt starts accumulating, it becomes very stressful. And making good decisions under those circumstances is very, very difficult. Yeah, I I hear you with all of that, Leslie. I think that's so, so important. But what can we do? I guess um, as business owners, a lot of times... Um, our business might be cyclical. So when the going gets tough and business, you know, we have those dry months that really, you know, business just slows down, the finances aren't coming in. Perhaps the best thing really to do, which we talk about a lot, is have a budget set up so that um, if you do fall into a little bit of trouble, at least Perhaps there are certain people that should be paid first. Is that correct, Leslie? Is that how it works? Well, one of the things I recommend is cash reserve. Uh, the budget is important, and it's important to stick to a budget, but it's a budget, especially for a business owner, is based on income and receivables. So if your budget for um, certain months is a certain income and ex- certain income with a certain expectation, during the times when things might be leaner, you're going to have to readjust the budget. So sometimes, depending on what your business is, you might be readjusting your budget monthly, Sometimes you're readjusting your budget quarterly, and sometimes you're readjusting a budget yearly. So it really will depend on the type of business that you have and really will depend on the type of receivables. Are the receivables slowing down? Where can you, where, where is the income drawing from? Making decisions as to which creditors would be paid first in order to keep the business running. Maybe even going to those creditors and renegotiating some of the terms of those agreements with those creditors so that you can have a little bit more time to pay, especially during months when things are leaner. It would be beneficial to the individual or, or, or business owner to go to those creditors and say, listen, you know, this is my difficult time. Can I pay, you know, more during the the, let's say summer months or more during the winter months when my business is working and um, change the terms to something more favorable. So in terms of looking at a budget and determining who to pay first, I mean, it's really going to be based on what's best for that business and really looking to see what kind of receivables you have. 
Yeah, I think that's such a great point because, Leslie, a lot of times, like when we have credit cards, we get mail and half the time we probably think, I know for myself, I think it's junk mail. And meanwhile, it's not. Sometimes it's a credit card company is saying that their rates are going up. And what you started paying at one point, you know, 10 years prior or, you know, in some cases over 20 years ago, you got credit cards you know, you really got to stay on top of exactly what is the rate that you're paying. And maybe you'll use one card more than another, you know. So I do think that's important to stay on top of also. But um, this is such great information, Leslie. I know that you're going to help a lot of my listeners out there. The show's going by quickly because we're already done with our first segment here. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about maybe some more of the warning signs that somebody might be in trouble and how we can um, help them out. So with that, we'll be back with Leslie Tain in just a few moments. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy divers and piles of laundry and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton. Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now, we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Togedat.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Leslie Tain with us. And we're just talking about financial situations and how important it is to 
to get a handle of your finances in order to go forward with your business. So with that, um, Leslie, I know that there are other warning signs that someone might be in trouble. And one thing I know is that sometimes as business owners, you know, we have a certain amount of money that we want to invest in our business. And then when we start seeing that amount, start dwindling away because everything always costs more than you think it does. What happens, I know what happened with me with my huge, huge investment with Glovies is that you kind of get into a panic state and sometimes you even get paralyzed. And that's why I thought that you would be such a great guest because I think as as an outsider's point of view, you can unparalyze us if that makes any sense. Is that what happens a lot with um, some of your clients, Leslie? Well, what happens is they they come to me in in a state of panic and a state of of extreme distress when they sit down with me and they say to me, "Listen, things are terrible. I've never been in this position before. I've always paid my bills the last twenty, thirty, forty years. I've never had these issues. I've always had um, I never had a problem with with paying my bills. So they're coming to me in a very unique state. Um, many of them are paralyzed. They cannot make a decision. Uh, they don't know where to turn, who to trust, which is a big factor. Yeah. So in the beginning stages, um, those individuals are almost shell-shocked that they're sitting in my office. Um, some clients have said to me, it's almost like going to a doctor when, you're, when you know that you're very sick, that you don't know what they're going to say to you. But what we try to do is we try to ease their concerns Build trust is a big factor, especially in this industry. Um, you need to be able to work with people that you can see face-to-face, that have professional degrees, that have um, an ethical obligation beyond the um, moral ethics um, in, in corporate America. You need to be able to sit down with people who are qualified to m- help you make decisions, not just for the short term, yes, you should do this program, yes, you should you should quickly give us your money and, and, and accounts and we'll take care of it, but you need to be able to make decisions short, midstream and long-term decisions and be able to work with people who can um, shape those decisions for you so that you are informed, you are well aware of the circumstances before starting the program, during the program, after the program, and really seeing whether this is a good fit for you. Uh, Many people say to me also, wow, it seems too good to be true, and I explain to people that it's really not too good to be true. It's just that it's the right fit. It's a comfort level. It's an ability to work with somebody who will help you make good decisions under circumstances where you are not making good decisions. Unfortunately, what happens is when you become very emotional about these decisions, financial decisions, then you make bad decisions. So you need to take the emotion out of it. And by doing so, that will free up the paralysis that's caused by the emotion of being so stressed out from not being able to pay bills, from not having the cash flow that you once did, for potentially losing your credit, um, which, again, we'll talk about later. It's only a temporary issue, but, again, that becomes a very big panic area for most people, that their credit is going to be trashed or their credit is going to take a hit. So you need to be able to feel comfortable with somebody who can help you make good decisions, help make decisions that are business decisions and not personal decisions. And I find that once that happens, my clients are in a much better position. The relief that they feel even after they just leave my office after the initial consultation is tremendous. And going forward, having those clients feel very comfortable with me and knowing that I'm going to 
do what's in their best interest and that I am going to work with them side by side and I'm not going to let them drown or become paralyzed without, you know, without somebody being there for them. It makes a very big difference in making good decisions, getting them back on track, getting the finances where they should be, and finally getting them out from the hole that they're in. Yeah, I think that this is great. So, Leslie, I I had a few questions written down, and you might have touched upon it with everything that you had just discussed. But I thought maybe, like, I know... um, Warning signs that, what are some of the warning signs that somebody is in trouble? Obviously, their their missed credit card minimum payments, I would think that that is one. What are some well, that actually signs? is already down the road. When you start missing payments, that's not an early warning sign. An early warning sign is, uh-huh. uh-oh, how am I going to pay this? Maybe we should take okay. out another credit card and do a cash advance, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll start moving things around. Uh-oh, I can only pay the minimum payment. Once you miss a payment, that is far from the early warning sign. It's, it's really past that point of no return where you're going to have to seek help. So some of the early warning signs would be uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul, as we call it, where you're, you're taking money from one area and you're paying another, um, balance transferring, only being able to make minimum payments, starting to have um, losing credit, available credit, where you get the letters in the mail from a creditor saying that we've reduced your available credit, um, uh, where you've maybe been late on a payment and now you're at a default interest rate. Those are all some of the um, earlier warning signs. Once you actually miss a payment and you can't make the payment, you're already committed to that um, situation. Oh, great. Those were great warning signs. So as business owners, at least we would have a heads up to say, oh, gosh, this this might be down the road. We might really be in trouble down the road. So those were great um, warning signs. Okay, so what options can you offer someone facing debt issues, Leslie? Well, there's a number of options. What we try to do is we sit down and we go over their financial situation, what's gone on maybe over the last 6 to 12 months financially, where their business is at, if they are a business owner, how the business is doing, how healthy is the business, is it something that they want to keep, is it something they want to maintain, is it is it salvageable, um, is it earning money and you just can't pay all the bills because you've gotten a little bit in, you know, over your head, and really take a look at... Um, at, you know, where they're at so that we can assess what the best solution would be for those individuals. We really do base it on a case-by-case basis and an individual basis, whether they have an ability to pay or not. Um, Is bankruptcy an option? That's not something we do. We do bankruptcy avoidance. Um, Most business owners, um, and rightly so, want to stay out of bankruptcy. Uh, So we look for opportunities um, to capitalize on uh, the options that they have other than bankruptcy. But is bankruptcy even an option for people? Because my opinion in this area is that you need to be able to tell people about all the different options available to them Mm -hmm. and not just sell them on one particular program. Let them know that these are what your options are. Explore them. Educate yourself. Make a good decision on what's best for you, your business, and your family, and for what's best for you today, tomorrow, and even 10 years from now, because Mm -hmm. making some of these decisions, for example, bankruptcy, which stays with you for about 10 years, can seriously affect your ability to get jobs and certain other licenses that many of my clients have, 
and it also causes other effects. So, again, it's the same thing with the program that we offer to clients. We do offer a very comprehensive program uh, with lightening the budget and the uh, financial load and taking over all, basically all of the bills that they can't pay in order to ease that financial burden. And, again, even though it's a very good option and a very viable option, people need to be aware that there are a number of options out there, and they need to explore those educate themselves, and then when they come in and they make a final decision, they know that they're making the right decision for themselves and their business and family. Oh, that's really great advice because, you know, you're out of the paralysis mode. I think you're 100% right. Research all of your options. You really have to go in. You know, if somebody comes in and sits with you, Leslie, I think they have to almost leave everything at the front door and come in with a clear mind so that, like you said, take the emotion out of it and just look at things almost like they're just numbers on a piece of paper in order to to emotionally, you know, get yourself out of it and just really listen to people like yourself who has been doing it for over 10 years and who has tons of experience with it. So I think that that is really, really important. But um, Oh, agreed. So- Yeah. So, Leslie, I know you mentioned um, your credit. So, how is credit affected by your debt? Well, credit is affected by debt in so many different ways. And the fallacy is that people come to me and they believe that, well, I pay my bills on time every month, so I have good credit. And what I try to explain is that credit is not based solely on whether you pay your bills on time or not. Minimum payments only do not help your credit. Credit is affected by how much available credit you have, the number of credit cards you have, and the type of cards you have. Sometimes I see clients come in here with 20 different credit cards. Um, Their business owners, what they're showing on their either W-2 or their income is considerably lower than what their actual um, uh, available cash flow might have been at one point. So your debt-to-income ratio is is a factor. Uh, but, again, the types of debt that you have, secured debts, unsecured debts, do you have four different cars in your name, uh, multiple homes in your name, um, Those, all those factors will go into considering what credit score you have. What happens is when you become overextended, even if you're making your payments on time, your credit score can seriously become lowered in the sense that, you may not end up with a 750 credit score because you pay your bills on time. You may be in a high-risk category and see a 100-point drop on your credit because you just are overextended. Multiple cards, six cards and over is a tremendous amount of um, credit to have. And it's looked at that you are in financial distress when you have so many different credit cards available. So those factors will certainly affect somebody's credit. And what happens is here... When we go through the process, the credit has already been damaged when they come to me. Even if they're making the payments on time, they've already damaged the credit in the sense that they're overextended, their debt-to-income ratio is off, they've, they've probably lost available credit, credit lines have been cut, their home equity lines of credit, or even their business lines of credit have been seriously cut or, or turned off. Many people's credit cards, they can't even use them anymore, even though they're making minimum payments to those creditors. Um, and those and those people still will sit with me and tell me that they have good credit. And while we don't pull credit reports and we don't make a judgment on or, or a guesstimate on somebody's credit score, 
and we are not a credit repair agency, what we tell people is that through the process, your credit will will evolve, meaning you have to have a managed debt situation to have good credit. So unless you get rid of the debt, your credit will ne- will never be in the, those high high ranges. That's such a great, great point. And when we come back, Leslie, we're going to take a quick break. I'd love to talk a little bit more, more about possibly repairing credit if it's even possible. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Leslie Tain. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I've grown Great clothes, and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears, just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleOdell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine here. So, Leslie, lots of questions for you. So, um, just to pick up where we left off before the commercial. So, can credit be repaired? And how, if it can? Credit can be repaired. Um, Again, it's really about managing the amount of debt that you have and the type of debts that you have. We don't recommend... um, and we don't do credit repair per se where we go in and we dispute things on, on clients' credit reports. What we do is we resolve the accounts. We get rid of the debts. We, we change the debt-to-income ratio. We help them manage debts more effectively in the future, which, which accounts they should have, the type of debts they should have, 
and, and educate the clients a little bit more on, on how to manage credit more effectively so that going forward their credit is maintained. Also, watching your credit is really important. It's something that I strongly recommend to people that um, once a year you should pull your credit report, which you're entitled to a free credit report once a year at annualcreditreport.com, and um, it's not necessary to pay for it. It's something you can get. Um, I recommend to people to do that on April 15th because it's an easy date to remember. And um, go ahead and pull your credit report and monitor it and make sure that it, it um, that it shows what it should show and that it reflects the accounts that you have. And not only will that help you with your credit, but it also helps you prevent fraud, uh, which is a big factor too. So as far as repairing credit goes, what we do is we provide the clients with all the necessary paperwork to show that the accounts have been resolved and they show zero balances um, that are currently due and owing, and also provide them with the information on how to dispute anything on their credit report, which they can do on their own, just by contacting one of the three or all three credit bureaus so that um, everything is equally reported. So you can repair your credit. You just have to manage debt more effectively. If you can manage your debt more effectively, you will have, you will have good credit. So that's a great point, Leslie. So my question is, let's just say we go into an office supply store and we're buying lots of supplies for, to run our business. And you know, every time you get to that cash register, they're always trying to push a credit card on you. Well, you can save 10% off your buying a computer. You can save $70 if it's a $700 computer. Does that make sense? Or, you know, those people that I'm, I hate credit cards, Leslie. I really do. I like to just pay things off as much as I can. If I've got to put it on credit, it frightens the daylights out of me. But the thing is, um, how sh- is it smart to just always decline that? You know, so the number of credit cards isn't always up there. Is there a right number of credit cards to have? Well, to answer your first question with regard to the store credit cards, you know, I tell people to follow the just say no policy, which is when they offer you the credit card, just say no. There is no reason to have an additional credit card from each store that you go to, and that is how my clients end up with 20 or 30 different credit cards because they've taken on credit from each store. And while you get 10% off the initial purchase, that may be true, Going forward, uh, what happens is you will, as a cardholder, you will then be enticed with a number of different um, coupons or menu or um, store promotions uh, to entice you into the store. And the interest rates on those cards are probably the highest. So what happens is if you fall behind on those cards, any savings that you had in the store is completely eaten up by the twenty to, between twenty and thirty percent interest rates from those store cards. So it is not my recommendation at all. You can get better rates from a regular credit card, Mastercard, Visa, American Express. You know, will offer there are better rates. Stick with those, and if you also if you stick with those cards, my my experience in doing this almost 15 years is that what happens is when you have a multiple amount of car, a number of cards, you don't realize what you spent because every single day you're getting a new bill that's maybe showing $100 here or $200 there. But if you have one or two cards that you use, you'll be less likely to keep spending on that card because you will be aware that the balance keeps going up and that you're not getting smaller bills. The number will be higher at the end of the month. So when you're looking at it from, again, from an emotional perspective, when you, when you look at it, 
you will see a higher number versus saying, oh, this bill's only $100. Oh, this one's only $250 that I owe to Macy's. And you will have a different mindset in terms of purchasing. So those, that's not my favorite um, card to get. I do think that there are times when um, credit cards are necessary, but one of the things that we do recommend to our clients uh, is that you use a debit card that can act as a MasterCard or Visa so that you're a little bit more aware, again, of your spending. Creating a budget is really important because even for individuals, not just business owners, stick to your budget. Know how much money you can spend each week and how much you can put on a credit card. If if you're given offers where your credit card limits have been increased, you have the opportunity to say no. You don't have to accept a higher limit. And although egotistically many people like the fact that they have a $20,000 or $20,000 available credit, it doesn't necessarily help you from a credit perspective, nor does it help you keep the spending down. So you can have the opportunity to say no not only to getting a card, but also to um, the extra limits that they offer you. You know, Leslie, that is such a great point that you bring up. I never knew that that was even an option. You know, and like you said, you you get a big ego when they turn around and say, well, now, you know, you can have another $10,000 to spend. Even though you don't spend it, is that affecting your your debt to credit ratio? I, I'm sure it is, right? Certainly. Certainly. The oh, more yeah. credit you take out, the more your, it changes that ratio. The debt, having the available credit is not always the best thing. You have to ask yourself, do I really need that much credit? Do I need 30000 or $20,000 or even $10,000 of available credit? Am I ever going to spend that? And I, and I hear the, the terminology, well, what, what if there's an emergency? So I say to people, well, ask yourself, are you going to have a $10,000 emergency that you need to have that much available credit or a $20,000 emergency that you're going to need to have that much available credit on your on your credit card? If if the answer is no, then there's no reason to have it. Because if it's never going to happen, then consider what your needs are. Also, one of the things that I strongly recommend to people that is not done, because I understand that everybody's busy and you don't always get to it, but set up a reminder to check midway through the billing period. Go online, look at what you've spent so far. It will tell you how much how much you spent on the, the particular card so that you know what the bill is going to be at the end of the month. Because what I find is that even for my own situation, that 30 days goes by or the billing cycle is 20-something days. It goes by, and I don't remember that I bought something 20, 20 days ago. Some people can't remember what they bought two days ago. And with life being so busy and things being so overwhelming, you may not even remember that you bought this or that two to three weeks ago. So periodically check in during the month as to what you've spent and what the bill is so that you say to yourself, oh, wow, this, I forgot that I bought that and my bill is already at, at past my budget, so now I have to put the card away. And the other thing I recommend is not just say that you're not going to spend, pull the card out of your wallet. If you don't okay. want to use it, put it in a desk drawer so it's not even tempting to use while you're out. That's great. Now, Leslie, one other thing that I recently discovered is that you can actually dictate to the credit card company or the bank with your bank statements when you would like the um, due date to be. So if you pay your mortgage on the first of the month, you can actually call the credit card company and say, you know what, I'd like all of my credit cards due on the 15th of the month. And this way, 
you know every month when those cards are due instead of if you have four or five credit cards and they're all due a different day it's so much easier to just lose sight of you know when that that payment is due is that no correct, doubt Leslie? It, it depends on the card, and it will depend on the creditor whether you can make those adjustments. In some cases, you can make the adjustments where you where you change the billing date on your cycle so that everything doesn't come at one one time during the month. But keep in mind that you can you can pay the credit card bill any time up to the due date. So even if the due date says the fifteenth of the month, and you pay your mortgage on the fifteenth of the month, that doesn't mean that you can't pay your credit card bill sooner. You can. It's just the date. That the maximum date allowed by the billing cycle, so that you, um, so that you're not charged, let's say, interest on those purchases, um, and that really brings to a good point. I mean, I do have clients who do balance transfers and um, and and apply for zero percent interest. And remember, every time you apply for a credit card, that does that's a hit on your credit. Um, and as far as balance transferring goes, it becomes a very dangerous shell game because what happens is you may lose sight of the date that the um, that the promotional period expires. You may, at the end of that promotional period, not be eligible to even transfer another balance. And you, which most people don't even realize, that the balance, there is a balance transfer fee. So even though it's 0% on balance transfers, there's a fee to transfer the money from one card to another, usually 3 4%, which may, in some cases, even exceed the interest that you're paying on another card. So that looking and reading the terms are really important. And, and one of the things that I do is I do retain all documentation from my creditors. I have a file when I open up the card, and any time I get a change of terms, I, put, I read it and I put it away. I, I ask many clients, do you have the original agreement that you signed, that you filled out, the, the original information from the creditor, and nobody has it. So one of the things that I also recommend is to stay on top of what the terms are of your card. And That's a good point. Exactly. But Leslie, so when you open up the card, you take all of that small print, you put it in your file. How about, do you, when they update that file, sometimes it's every year that they'll send you your new set of, you know, rules and regulations pertaining to your card. Uh-huh. Do you throw away that original um, stuff out of your folder and put the new stuff in, the new no. contract in? No, I never throw out the original. I always hold on to all of my uh, credit agreements. Uh, okay. Whoever I have credit with, from cars to um, mortgages to credit cards, every single credit account that I ever have, I have all of the paperwork from the creditor. I don't throw anything okay. out because okay. That's a great it's important point to, keep, yeah, to keep, just to keep it, to make a comparison. Listen, everybody's busy. I'm busy too, you know, running my practice. I have a family with three children. So I understand that it's not always practical to read every single document that you get. However, taking a few minutes to just skim over it, at least to see that the terms or making highlights, when you first take out the card, what I do is in my file on that particular credit card, I put down the terms and um, the important highlights, and then I reiterate those terms over the phone with somebody, with a representative from that company. And this way, I'm aware of what the terms are just by opening up my file jacket. So, you know, those things are important when you're trying to manage things more effectively. But, again, if you can keep the numbers down uh, in terms of the amount of cards that you have, you'll be able to manage this a lot more effectively. Well, that sounds great. So here we are 
up on another commercial, but I have a loaded question for you when we come back. The question's going to be, I'll, I'll throw the question. No, here comes the music. So I'll give you that loaded question when we come back. So um, thanks, everyone, for being part of Paying It Forward. And we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to have Leslie Tain back very shortly. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, Solving the Connections of Autoimmune Disease to Thyroid Problems, Fibromyalgia, Depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live, Monday nights at 9, 10 Central, here on Tugginet.com. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central, on Tugginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine. We have our last segment here. I'm going to try to talk quick because I still have lots of questions for Leslie. So my loaded question here is, what if you have a partner in your business, Leslie? And what if, like me personally, I don't have a partner, but I just don't like credit cards. What if I had a partner that was credit card happy and just goes randomly and just keeps taking out this these credit cards? Like, do you have any advice on what you how you might be able to handle that? Well, first of all, if you're talking about a business, you should always have a partnership, either a partnership agreement or a business agreement, which limits, you know, whether one partner can take out credit. Uh, against the business. So that would be my first recommendation. And, and that goes in line with speaking to a, an accountant and, an, and or an attorney, you know, when you're setting up businesses and partnerships. Now, if you're talking about your partner, which is your spouse or your significant other, that, that's a relationship too, a partnership relationship. That too should be discussed early on as to um, the type of credit that you're taking out. 
open communication is really important, finding, um, you know, a level of compromise. You know, the two people with completely different ideas on finances can work things out if you are willing to keep your eyes open and um, look at the uh, opportunities that you might have together and, and deciding together how that does affect your business and your personal life. So, um, again, to answer your question directly, it's really important to have a, um, an agreement that limits that in business. And as far as your personal life, I find that very often that my couples who come into me, one person um, doesn't believe in spending the same way as the other person. And what that leads leads to is one person in the relationship didn't tell the other person how much debt that they either have, how many cars that they have, and um, that, that does happen also often where I have somebody who tells me, you know, I didn't tell my spouse about this. They're not aware that I have this credit, this debt problem. And to have a successful relationship in business and to have a successful relationship uh, in your personal life, you have to have open and honest communication. And if you don't have that, you're going to end up in um, a difficult situation, and you might jeopardize the relationship, the business, or your personal relationship. Yeah, that's so important, Leslie. And you know what? A lot of times, I bet you if we took a, a poll and actually asked people before they got married, if they ever asked their fiancé, how much debt do you have? How many people actually ask their you know, fiancés that before they make a lifetime commitment to them. You know, well, also the question about what what their philosophy is on money and spending is a really important question, and that's the same thing with a business relationship. Before you jump into a business relationship or a personal relationship where you're going to be tied financially to the individual and to the business long term, you need to find out what the other individual's philosophies are on spending, like you said. Do they like to use credit cards? Do they want to take loans out? Do they not believe in spending that way? Do they believe in a budget? Can they live by a budget? Are they financially responsible? Have they shown um, fiscal responsibility over the, the course of knowing that individual? Those are really important questions to ask. I mean, yes, that person might be a brilliant individual that will really help your business, but if they're not financially responsible in any way, you could be opening a can of worms where down the road you don't see eye to eye and you end up carrying a large amount of debt and then and pushing yourself under. It's the same thing in a personal relationship. If you don't see eye to eye in terms of the financials early on, later on all that leads to is not telling the other spouse or partner about what you've been doing or what you're up to. And that's just not a healthy relationship. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. I wish we could talk more about that, but I have so many other quick questions. But, Leslie, that's so important. You're making such a lifetime commitment. And like I said, I think the average person just doesn't sit down and discuss that stuff because they're too busy planning that perfect wedding. (laughs) You know. Well, that's a good start to figure out how they feel about spending. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you see a lot of stuff that the average person doesn't see. But um, all right, so another question, just to jump around a little here. A question came in online here, Leslie, that they want me to ask you. Tell us about um, SBA loans, the small business loans. Are they good to take out? Is there anything we need to know about them? Well, as far as um, small business loans and the and the SBA itself, um, they they can be very beneficial to your business. The the, the important fact um, or factor sh- that should be considered is before you take out these loans, talk to your trusted advisor. 
You need to talk to your accountant and see whether you can afford to make the payments on the loan. You need to have somebody else help you review the documents, like a business attorney, and that's always my recommendation. When you have a business, you should have a business attorney that you can turn to and say, listen, I'm I'm thinking about taking out this loan. Can you look over the documents for me? It's well worth the investment to have an attorney take a look at the terms for you so that you're 100% aware, aware of what the repercussions could be if you were to default. And what I find with the SBA loans is that even though people have taken them um, and they've helped the business at the time, those loans, you're, you're tremendously locked into those loans um, later on if you should default um, that can affect your tax returns, uh, any, any money that you would get back from the government. Uh, in terms of refunds, it, it really has a far-reaching effect. And, and many of those people who come to me and say, I didn't realize how far-reaching it was uh, when I took out this loan, and that's because they weren't didn't educate themselves early on. And that goes back to any terms, credit cards, loans, or otherwise. Talk to your trusted professional. You should have a business advisor if you have a business, an attorney. Go see somebody and spend a couple hundred dollars to have somebody review the documents and make you aware of what all the terms are so that you know what you're getting into. Again, if you just make the decision because it might be good today, that's not making a good business decision because you have to look at what's going to happen not only today but in the future and how it can affect you also personally. So, yes, I do feel very strongly that they're great loans to take. They are very helpful to businesses, but you have to know the terms. You know, Leslie, you bring up such a good point about a financial advisor. That's so important. A lot of times as business owners, we always think, oh, you know, Uncle Jack knows all about this stuff. Let me just ask him a few questions at the next barbecue I I meet him at. You know what? It's not about that. One thing that I feel one of your biggest tips today that you've paid forward is that we as business owners pay the extra little bit of money to go out there and hire the financial advisor if you can swing it because way down the road you're probably going to be saving you know a hundredfold so oh it's it's definitely it's definitely worth the investment to get the advice up front from somebody, uh, especially a business attorney who's uh, familiar with contracts and familiar with businesses, uh, you're a trusted advisor, a good accountant, especially when you have a business, you should always have a good accountant that you can turn to and be able to ask questions to all year long. Ask them whether you can afford, whether the business can afford to take the loan, uh, and whether you personally can afford to take the loan, too, before you do it. Okay, great point. So, um, all right, Leslie, we have a few minutes left here. So this is another question that came in from Jill. It says here, um, can Leslie give us a one, two, three first steps to getting out of trouble tips? The first step is to really take a look at what you have, what you owe. Pull your credit report and take a look at um, make sure you are aware of all of the accounts that you have, so awareness. Um, two, figure out what your budget is. Go through your entire a 30-day budget and figure out exactly how much money that you have available each month to pay down the bills and pay them down. And then three, come up with a comprehensive plan once you have all the bills in front of you, and you add them up 
Many people do, come to me and they don't even know how much debt that they have. They think it's around 20000 around 40000 And it turns out nine out of ten times that it's really considerably higher once they've really looked at the bills. So add them all up, have them in front of you, um, have your credit report in front of you so that you know that that, that matches what, kind of, what the credit is that you have. Come up with a budget and see what's actually available to pay down those bills. And if you find that you cannot budget to pay those bills, then seek out a, a professional, uh, an attorney, an accountant, a uh, certified professional who can help you out of debt. And one of the biggest things that, one of the best pieces of advice I can ever give anybody is research any company that you are going to use to help you get out of debt. Make sure you know where they're located. Make sure you know what their name is. See if you can go in and meet with them uh, and find out the details. Where is your money being held uh, before you jump in? Because what I find is that people come to me and say, it sounded really good over the phone. They were located in this state or that state. And it's really important to do your research. Don't just go with the first person that you meet. And that's what I tell people who come see me too. Research it. Make sure that you're comfortable with me and that you, you, you know exactly how it's going to work. And, um, and then seek out the right help. But once you have all the information together. So those are, would be my three tips to, um, to get started. Great. So, Leslie, um, if my listeners, you know, if anybody goes to the TogiNet website, you know, your information is up there. But could you just tell us, um, tell my listeners now um, how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions? You can find they- me if you, Google, if you Google Leslie Tain, that's spelled T-A-Y-N-E, and you can certainly reach me on my website. That's www.attorney-newyork.com, and I will spell that out. It's A-T-T-O-R-N-E-Y dash n-e-w-y-o-r-k dot com and again you can always google leslie tain and that will certainly come up uh, my website certainly will come up and you're you're welcome to email us uh anytime or call the office all our consultations are always free over the phone and in person um, we have no problem meeting with people and that's the process also that we um the procedure that we have throughout the time that you're with us, there is no billing on an hourly rate. Um, our clients have open-door access to us anytime they want or need. They can call us about any aspect so that, you know, we handhold them through the entire process, and this way they are um, successful in getting not only out of debt but onto a different path. Oh, that's perfect. So, Leslie, with just um, a little under a minute to go here, um, thank you for telling us about your firm. Thank you for being a part of paying it forward. I mean, you were incredible. And what I'd like to do is um, just wrap up with um, five incredible tips that you had mentioned during the show. So, the first tip Leslie had given us is be careful of what type of credit you take. Make sure, tip number two is make sure you set a budget. Number three, keep the cash reserve, super important. Number four, know your breaking point. And number five, seek professional advice. So, Leslie, I have to say thank you so much. I know that you are a super, super um, busy professional. You run a tight ship. You do an amazing job. I love the fact that you are so confident that you are the best at what you do. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. And I hope you'll be our guest sometime in the future again. And thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed the program and uh, absolutely would welcome coming back. Okay. Thanks, Leslie. Have a great day. And everyone, I'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Have a great week, everyone. 
Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 